Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. This week on The Kindness Project, we talk about random word generators, Olympic swimming, and we have part two of our interview with Hazel Grace from Supporting Nepal's Children. Welcome, my friends, to another edition of The Kindness Project. I am your host, Chris Dames, and I'm joined by a girl who's just told me she's joining the Federales. It's Charlotte Dames. I'm not joining the Federales. You said Google keeps on saying I should join the FBI. Or the nursing programme. So what are you going to vote for? A Federale or a nurse? A Federale. (laughs) A Federale nurse. They get paid better, so... Yeah, exactly. Which isn't right. Never mind. We're well, we not gonna, talking about we, it. At the we, I thought we don't get political on the kindness project. We don't. We're trying to avoid politics just, as much just as possible. Saying, just saying. Yeah. Uh, also, I can't join the FBI because I'm not an American citizen. Well, you could join the MI5. Couldn't I you? could, yeah, but I don't. It's think not that's called very the MI5, but it's called MI5 or MI6 <laughs> or MI7 or MI8 if there was one. But and nobody knows about MI8 because it's too secret. Anyway. Uh, and I'm joined by a man who is taking me completely off my train of thought. Thanks for that. It's, oh, you already introduced yourself. So I'm Charlotte Dames and you're Chris Dames. Um, and this is not our usual format. <laughs> is that your introduction? <laughs> yes. This is not you. Yes. Yeah, normal service will never resume. Because, uh, because I, when uh, is it normal with us? Yeah, exactly. hey. Hope you're doing well. Hope you had a lovely Valentine's Day. I'm looking forward to our uh, Valentine's Day kindness news um, yep. coming up. I thought I had multiple on. articles, but I have one and one about chick filler. Okay, so we've got one about Valentine's Day and one about chick filler, whatever that is. I don't know. We'll, it's an American we'll, we'll, thing. We'll, we'll, we'll let you know as the time goes on. Anyway, what other subjects would you like to talk about? I am literally ramping up the random word generator. Dependence. <laughs> You're independent? <laughs> Christ, on a bike. When are you going to start earning a living? <laughs> okay, so that's that one. Next one. Complication. I tell you what's complicated. How much money you cost me? Oh Christ, on a bike. You signed up for it. Don't <laughs> don't say it's like my fault. You I, signed up for I, it. Okay, what's next? What else could I insult you with? <laughs> you put hundred words. Okay, I was going for ten. <laughs> laboratory. You weren't made in a laboratory. That's good to know. Favorite. Uh, are we just going to go through a list of words yep. with me making a comment about yep. it? I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't find that particularly fun. So we won't do that. Uh, aquarium. Aquarium. Um, um, do you have a favourite fish? <laughs> is that your question of the podcast? Well, it is now. <laughs> what's your favourite fish? Is that genuinely the question um, of the podcast? Uh, what is your favourite memory of water? Oh, now that's interesting. Let's go with it. Okay, what's my favourite memory of water? Um, I remember, I, I used to be really into swimming as a kid. Um, and I remember, and you, this name won't mean anything to you, I don't think, once meeting Duncan uh, Goodshoe, um, who was a famous British swimmer, back in the day, um, and famous baldy, so maybe that's why when I get there I'll be aspiring to be Duncan Gucci. Um and another swimmer called David Wilkie at my local swimming baths. So one of my favourite memories of water is not actually out on the open sea, it's meeting some swimming legends well, that's why at my I local said, That's why baths. I said water and not 
ocean because you know some people don't like the ocean. Um, I'm not a big fan of the ocean, but I do like water. Mm. But I don't like the beach because it's sandy and salty. Well, and... I like I like I also um, I also like I've a couple last couple of years I've got really into kayaking, and uh, Sophie and I you're you're not a big fan, but Sophie and I have been out on the kayak on uh, Lake Windermere in the Lake District when we were had the opportunity to have a little holiday between lockdown one and lockdown twelve. Uh, so. <laughs> Um, and yeah, so so I think being on the water is quite nice. And when we took that motorboat out and had a little yeah, scoot around, yeah, that was good. Yeah. What's your favourite water memory? Um, do you remember when we used to go to? Because after 2012, we had the Olympic swim pool in London. And it's oh. basically on our doorstep. It's like half an hour drive. Yeah. So we used to go down there all the time, and we went to the Olympic swimming pool all the time. And I remember once. They had that giant inflatable thing there, and you got to run along this this course on the water. If you didn't make it, you just went splash, and uh, we got thrown out the big one because I was swimming improperly. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so in the Olympic-sized swimming pool, apparently, uh, you need to be a conventional have a conventional swimming style and Charlotte got told um, about 2013, 2014 that her style was okay but not conventional and I think that meant just not quick enough because you had like you had a traffic jam of people waiting for you to uh, oh, swim a bit so faster so yeah it was, it was good fun that is the, I mean architecturally um, and I think our, architecture's art <laughs> what's that got to do with the architecture how it smells I don't know I just like the way it surely smells surely it smells like other, all other swimming pools just full of chlorine just stronger yeah. and you can smell it from outside as well yeah. like you walk past the vents and you can just smell it yeah. it's a little car park and you walk past the glass windows and you can smell it yeah, I mean, mm. I mean the other the other thing. I mean, it is an amazing building and an amazing swimming pool. When we're allowed to go swimming again, first trip back to swimming, we'll go there. But also, if you're in London, um, Chad Cow um, Docklands Water Sports Centre in um, uh, in Canary Wharf, because I've been kayaking there a couple of times. Um, once on my own, just with my headphones on, just kayaking around, and once with uh, South. And um, it's amazing to have a little yeah. paddle around. Uh, views of Canary Wolf, brilliant thing to do. Um, so, what's your favourite thing to do um, uh, near water? And um, what's your favourite memory of being near water? I love that question. How can people answer it? Well, we have a Facebook page. Yes, and we have a Twitter page. Yes, and they are on separate identifications, unfortunately. So uh, Twitter is at Ola Kindness, and Facebook, if you just type the Kindness Project into the search bar, you can't see the actions I'm doing, so they're sort of pointless. It's not <laughs> You're looking quite straight as well today with your beanie and your... And your... I just wish it had a pouch. I mean, I mean, the thing is, you've got a beanie and you've got quite a funky jumper on, but you've got a woman's slippers on, so it ruins the look. Yeah, I only have... Welcome to lockdown fashion <laughs> i only have four pairs of shoes two of them are boots and the other two are covered in mud so this will have to do <laughs> the exaggerated movements are purely for your entertainment Thanks. dad Thanks. um it's like i'm hosting a tv show except no one can see me rocking out my funky moves 
This is getting bizarre. This is getting very strange. Anyway, we haven't we haven't it's, it's the old woman's slippers that are doing it for me. I'm, I'm looking I'm looking at them and going, the the ensemble and the moves all go together. Then you look down and go, they are the slippers of a nineteen year old woman. I had a drama teacher who used to wear shoes like this, but there was one piece of drama she used to take her shoes off for because she did it once and her shoe hit a kid in the face. <laughs> Rogue shoe hits a child in the face. Yeah. What what piece of drama? Um, is, she, is that that piece of drama where she pretends to be a can can dancer or no, what? No, you, you have to walk like this with your legs sticking out right in right. front of you. And she right. did... How old have you got a kick for your shoes? Yeah, but to like fly these off? shoes. Ah, right, okay. In enough. these sort of shoes, they fair just enough. slip right uh, off. So, the unofficial question to podcast listeners is Have you ever kicked a child in the face <laughs> with a road shoe flying off? I mean, I did I did the other day accidentally throw the controller on the sofa and hit the dog. And I was like, I was so gutted for the dog. I was like, We get so overdramatic when that dog cries. We just go, Oh my God. He did baby. Cry. He just looked at me with sad eyes coming. Why did you just hurt me? And I, I don't think dogs have got the understanding of accidental. No. So he ran over and I just gave him a little cuddle and just made sure I, yeah. I, 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 I tried to communicate we, that it wasn't intentional. We accidentally step on his feet sometimes and all of a sudden there's three of us on the floor going, oh, oh my yeah. God. Making sure he's all right. Anyway, that's it. So you can find us at... Uh, Ola Kindness on Twitter. Just search The Kindness Project into Facebook and Ola at thekindnessproject.co.uk is the email. That was quick and simple without Yeah, the... or you can find us and all of our... Um, all of our oh, on the website. On the website, www.thekindnessproject.co.uk. Um, and thank you um, to every single listener of The Kindness Project. We love you all. Um, there are 70,000 of you now. So... So we are really pleased we got to that number. We're going to have a party, Charlotte's paying when we get to 100,000. With um, what money? Um, with what money? Uh, with the money you've got in the bank. No, that's my money. Uh, no, that's our money now. <laughs> um, anyway, anyway, we might set up a Patreon so people can pay for us to have a party. Oh, um, no, that's uh, not what Patreon's for. I thought we were good and uh, charity people, you know? We are charity people. We don't make any money from this. The Charlotte James Benevolent... Uh, Charlotte James? Who's Charlotte James? The Charlotte James Benevolent Fund. What do I, I need say. money for? To pay for this party. You pay for the party. You've got the money. <laughs> you can afford to pay for the party. Right, OK. Anyway, anyway, anyway. On that note, we're going to move on to... You had to do it when I was taking a sip of water, didn't you? Kindness news... Um, okay, that's fine. That's a great way to start guidance news. And on that note, I am going to start while um, uh, while Charlotte has a zip of water with a piece of kindness news because it's to, this week it's kindness news Valentine's edition. Um, and on that note, uh, the, the title is "Inspiring Valentine's Day Horoscopes." from Rob Bresney's Free Will Astrology. Our friend Rob Bresney provides his weekly wisdom to enlighten our thinking and motivate our mood. Rob's Free Will Astrology is a syndicated weekly column appearing in over 100 publications. Um, uh, I'm not a big fan of astrology, I've got to be honest. I think it's a bit pseudo Well, it does say Free Will Astrology, so... Um, 
I was hoping it was going to be more positive and, you know... Maybe. Here's some general vibes that you can go out and do this week. Maybe. And, and let's read a few of them to see whether, whether also, it is. Also, it's a nice change from what um, we usually do. And actually, the free rules astronomy um, is looks like um, just some general good advice as opposed to stuff you need to follow because you're born in a particular month. Um, uh, Pisces, to heal is to touch with love, which I've, which has previously touched by fear, wrote author Steve, Stephen Levine. I promise you make this seem a keynote for your best relationships in the coming days. Yeah, so it's it's not actually a uh, astrology. It's just actually some decent advice. Now, what um, what what? I'm a Sagittarius. Here? Sagittarius. Yeah. Okay. Transform yourself with the sweetest challenge you can dream up. Give yourself a blessing that will compel you to get smarter and wilder. Dazzle yourself as you dare to graduate from your history. Roll yourself up with a push to become your better self, your best self, your amazingly fulfilled and masterful self. Ask yourself to leap over the threshold of ordinary magic and into the real realm of spooky good magic. And if all of that works out well, Sagittarius, direct similar energies towards someone you care about. In other words, transform them with the sweetest challenge you can dream up. Dare them to graduate from their history. So what I like about this is none of these are actual horoscopes. What's your one? What's your one? They're just general advice. So I'm a Leo. And Leo, um, uh, they start with quoting poet Warren Shire. Discover the moments you feel most in love with yourself. What you're wearing, who you're around, what you're doing. Recreate and repeat. This would be an excellent exercise for you to carry out during this Valentine's season. You're in a phase where you're likely to enhance your lovability and, uh, if it's possible, and attract extra support simply by intensifying and refining the appropriate compassion you feel and express towards yourself so all of these can be applied to anybody like most horoscopes and they're actually quite cool let's read one more to see whether it it, um, it appeals we're gonna oh, go mum's a Capricorn for, we're gonna go for Capricorn I invite you to compose a message to a person you'd like to be closer to and whom you'd sure would like to be closer to you. Be inspired by what poet Clementine von Radich wrote to the man uh, she was dating, telling him why she thought they could start living together. Here's her note. Because you texted me a haiku about the moon when you were drunk, because you cried at the end of the movie Die Hard on Christmas Eve, because when I'm sick you bring me fruit, kiss me on the mouth and hold me... though even though I'm gross. Because you brought me flowers for no reason, but on Valentine's Day you gave me a bouquet of Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Because every time I show you a poem I love, you've read it already. That is romance. Aww. That is absolute romance. So, um, the um, even though we're not Horoscopes fans, um, because some of the um, uh, mysticism that goes around it, Rob Bresney's free will astrology is definitely um, definitely worth a look. We like that. And then for number two... Yeah, I couldn't find a second Valentine's one, so here's got to be one. Well, Okay, while you're setting up the next story, my bit of Valentine's news is, and I want to give a shout-out to my amazing wife, Cassie, is um, I... Um, we don't normally do Valentine's Day in the Dame's House in a big way. This year, 
Um, uh, I um, I bought mummy flowers um, from our friend Julie, who's, a, who's an amazing florist. So thank you, Julie, for, for delivering those flowers. Um, and then I thought, you know what? You know, uh, it doesn't matter if I get anything because Mummy makes an effort every year. And my assumption was that he actually hadn't done anything particularly <laughs> this year because we've been in lockdown. So the afternoon comes. Um, I uh, there's a sort of phone call. My, uh, my wife Casey gets a phone call, um, and suddenly I open the door to the sight of a two-piece brass band playing love songs um in particular the beatles it not not the beatles it must be love all you need is love and it was amazing i had this it must be amazing love the beatles that's right yeah I, I i had this amazing little concert but it's two-piece brass band so my kindness news this week is thank you to my amazing wife cassie for the kindness that she gave me by Kind of little brass band turn up And I did manage to find another uh, Valentine's Day article. I'm just not sure if it's from this year. Okay. Well, it's Valentine's Day every year, so we're allowed yes, to do yes, that. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Are you going to tell us any time soon? Oh, if it loads. Uh, okay, let me just read the title because I can see the title. Man has been delivering hundreds of roses to widows, military wives and single women on Valentine's Day. I wish it would load. Uh, <laughs> Seth Stewart and his brothers just want to make sure that women who might feel lonely on Valentine's Day can remember that they're not forgotten. Yeah, you know what? That that's absolutely fair because you know what? Uh, for those of us who are in couples, Valentine's Day is a good day to celebrate uh, being um, being in love. But there are plenty of people who find Valentine's Day pretty difficult because it's a reminder that they're not in, in a couple if they wanted to be. But, so what, what's, what's our fellas doing? What's Seth doing? 29-year-old Seth Stewart has spent the last eight years making sure that local widows, single women and military spouses in Spokane, Washington are not forgotten during the holiday. Every morning on Valentine's Day, Stewart and his brothers deliver single red roses to the homes of women who have lost their spouses or had their significant partners deployed overseas. Stewart keeps a list of all the women and mothers in his area who he delivers to every year. In the weeks leading up to the holiday, Stewart asks Facebook, Facebook readers to send him the additional names of women who might need a pick-me-up so he can add them to the list. Stuart said that he and his brothers generally deliver between 400 to 500 free roses every year with the help of a delivery driving team, but this year they're delivering 700 roses to women across the region. Love it. They're hoping to deliver many more roses in the years to come and expand in all, into other areas, especially after witnessing the emotional impact that it has on the recipients. Yeah, just just somebody saying I care enough to just give you something is is a lovely. Here's thing a to flower. Do, Here's a flower. So thank you for that kindness news. And on that note, woo, um, happy Valentine's Day wherever you are. I hope you it's had a, a good little one. bit like because this is coming out on Thursday, the week following Valentine's. I Day, hope you had a good Valentine's Day. Yes. When but when is the appropriate time to stop wishing people happy Valentine's Day? You got a after. week, haven't you? Is the it? day after. Is it about yeah. Happy New Year? Happy New Year is it's a, the new year. So January. After January, just stop. Okay. But Valentine's Day, if you don't do it before or after Valentine's Day, you just... You're you scuppered. Um, I love that word. No, okay. Like, well, I hope you had a good Valentine's Day. 
and let's I'm move sure. on to part two. <laughs> I'm just going to show up. It's like he didn't whack me in the face like that. Is that kid all right now or what? Yeah, it was a soft shoe. <laughs> oh, I'm glad. Um, anyway, on that note, we've got part two of our interview with the amazing Hazel Grace. Um, talking about the brilliant work she does um, helping feed Nepal's children and families. Um, she does brilliant work and we interviewed her last week and this is the second part of the interview would you like to listen yes talk to me a little bit about the impact of the element so you've got earthquakes mm-hmm. in nepal have you got got so, monsoon yeah so you got the monsoon in the summer and then you've especially up in the uh, mountains we've got the winters yeah and the winter, so it's a tough environment it's to live a in. really tough environment and yeah. like i said the kids will ca- happily walk to school every day you know? yeah. yeah yeah they won't they won't go oh yeah. It's really t- windy outside. I don't know. Can you take me in the car? Not an option. Is that, is that uh, as you say, because school is optional, do, do you reckon it's just that understanding of the value of education? Yeah. yeah. And, and that's, I mean, one of the things um, Tenzing Norgay, when he, you know, obviously the first, or one of the first people on the top of Everest, because it's between him and Sir Edmund Tillery, um, Tenzing, the quote that we use for, from him is, I climb mountains so my children don't have to. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. They don't want their kids to to be sure there's they um, want they want them they want them to be educated and most of the most of the Sherpa the, the Sherpa community up um in the thing, most of them, their children are educated down in Kathmandu because they can afford to send them yeah. to good schools. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. So they gotcha. send them there. Whereas then there's the other um, people in the village other that yeah. can't afford that. So they're the people that you know, get you can yeah, you, you can help. Yeah. Yeah, is it because there's a big there's a big debate at the minute about sustainable tour, tourism and yeah. Everest, right? What what do we need to do to improve the way Westerners treat Nepal? Oh my God, that's a good one. Uh, it wasn't on my list no, either. No, you cheat. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I I know I know actually up on the Everest Trail, um, they are doing a lot a lot towards um, taking away the plastic bottles okay. and things like because everything everything above Lukla has to be carried because yeah. there are no roads. Yeah. Um, so things get flown in on a little 15-seater plane uh, and then you see these porters carrying plastic bottles of water yeah. up the trail so that us trekkers can have nice fresh water. Yeah. Plastic bottles of Coke. Really? We don't need... Yeah. I had a big debate with a trekker one year. I actually didn't have a debate. I had a big argument with <laughs> um, Because he, he was having a go at the lodge owner that they didn't have diet coke oh. and I said well you don't need diet coke up here you need full fat coke no I want diet coke right well why didn't you carry it yeah yeah why would anyone carry that's something a Western that has no yeah. calorific value yeah 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 you want, you want the sugar don't you, you that's the, the thing sugar. I don't like full fat coke yeah but I drink it in abundance yeah 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 because you, you, you want the boost yeah. you want yeah. the boost but, but what they're doing up there they've banned I think it's as from now they've banned single use plastics up on the trail okay um, there's also a friend of mine is, is building this um, place called Sagamartha Next where they're showing 
showing showing not only the locals but also the trekkers the value of rubbish so they're turning rubbish into art oh I love that and they're also, they've also got a recycling project there and what they're doing is they're asking each trekker to take a kilo yeah one kilo of um, shredded tins and plastics and stuff yeah, like that yeah. that's already up there back down to Lukla in a bag on their way down so when they're not uh, you know they've got more energy uh, take it back and then it will get transported out and recycled properly in Kathmandu love that yeah. and then, that's going to be opening in May and that's a big project yeah. called Sagamar so just there's a lot there's a lot of things that are starting to go on and the one yeah. thing whenever I take people out is I tell them right take a, a what we call a, well it's an algae bottle it's a brand um, you can get it filled with boiling water before you go to bed keeps you warm in the sleeping bag at yeah, night yeah, yeah. the next morning it's there as drinking water cool and it's like I don't yeah. need when don't I'm up there I never use plastic bottles for, yeah. for my water or anything I'm not saying I don't have the odd coke because I do but um, only full fat only full fat <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned about the building track events yeah. what does that involve um, basically what we do is every other year we take a team of 10, 15 people maximum, and we say, right, we've got a project for you. This, It's this school, um, they need this many classrooms, you need to raise this much funds. So it's a, it's a fundraising trip. It's a fundraising trip. thing, and, and, and it's basically, you are going to fund this school. Okay. Um, but what's going to happen is, you're going to actually get to meet the kids, you're going to get involved with the build. Um, it might be you're involved at the build at the very beginning, so we're demolishing stuff, which we were last year, and two years before we were all demolishing things. Um, and then, and then you, so you, get, you get involved in the community, you see See where your money's gone. You've raised. We, we I think we did. We asked them to raise ten thousand pound each, um, and all your donors will see where that money goes. Yep. They obviously pay their own way. We don't. Every single penny that's raised goes straight to yeah. the project. So they fund flights. They fund their stuff, flights. Yeah. They fund. You know, they have to pay for the privilege of coming to yeah. do this. Yeah, yeah. And it's not cheap. So, so you know, they have to pay to live in a tent yeah, for yeah, a week yeah. on the campsite. Hazel, you're not selling this. <laughs> <laughs> I know, as soon as I'm saying that, thinking, but if you ask, we've we've had people that have come to both build and tracks and want to yeah. go to the next one. You know what though? I mean, since we've done the podcast, there, there, there was one, and I, I always talk about this on the podcast. There was a um, there was a, a guy who wrote who wrote one of my favourite books, and it's called The Five Side Effects of Kindness. Have you ever read it? Oh no! Oh, it's I'm amazing. Do, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. It's a Scottish guy, um, David Hamilton his name is really good and he talks about the fact that just the the effort involved in giving back makes it's quite selfish in in a way it does make you feel fantastic it makes you feel good um so i can i can see people who want to contribute financially and otherwise to help they they come out they get to see the kids yeah they get to see the school that they're helping and and how how much more personal is that in terms of seeing the impact instead of just doing a direct debit where your money's going yeah, yeah. and see what you have done. So when's the next building trek? The next building trek will be next year. Okay. Yeah, what are we on? We're in 2020 now. 2021. And what other future events so have we you got planned? So what we do is in even years, so 2020, we'll take someone to it, we'll take a team to every space camp, which we're doing in November this year. Amazing. Um, and you're training for that at the minute, aren't you? I'm tra- yeah, I'm, I'm permanently training to be in the 
Nepal because I'm permanently walking up mountains or whatever. Um, so it seems like never ending for me. It's Crap. back in the gym, as yeah. you know, yeah, you've yeah. seen me. I think actually, were you there when I I flew back in on the Sunday morning? I landed at seven o'clock on the Sunday morning, and I was in the six fifteen class on the Monday. Was you right? Scott. Okay. Yeah. Yes, and I, I was think, there. I'm pretty yeah, sure you yeah, were I there. Was there. Yeah. Um, so yes, it, it's it's just a never ending. As long as I keep. What's the handles of flight? Um, it's it's in two it's in two legs. It's about 15, 16 hours in total. Okay. Um, but you can't fly direct to Kathmandu, unfortunately. So I think I'm on I think I'm on Etihad this time. It it depends. It's whatever comes up as the cheapest. Yeah. It's yeah, the yeah. honest answer. Yeah. Um, so it's a layover in layover, and then layover in Abu Dhabi. I think okay. this time it's actually I've got about six hours, so it's about twenty hours. And do time. you still get jet lagged? Um, uh, not on the way out, okay. but I do on the way back. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, on the so, way out. So I've... doing a 6.15 after... Uh, after <laughs> I was a... wide awake at that time. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because it's five hours, 45 minutes ahead at the moment. Gotcha, So gotcha. my body, it was lunchtime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm ready. I'm, re- I'm ready for a class. So so you're doing building track and then you're doing a base Everest camp. Every base one. camp, yeah. Okay. And that's what we'll do every other year. Okay. Um, so. What's the uh, future look like for the charity? It's, it's looking really good, actually. Uh, amazing. It's looking really good. We've just, we've just got three new trustees. Um, Andy, Sarah, Jane, and Haley—they've—they've they've joined us, and it's yeah, it's given us a new impetus. And uh, yeah, Roger, Nadine, and I have been doing this for obviously so long, and we're very much focused on what we're focused on. They're bringing new, new ideas, ideas. In and actually making it making it. I mean, it was very professional because we had Nadine making sure that Roger <laughs> were very professional. Nadine's um, getting all the credit. Oh, for, she is. Yeah. She's on, yeah. Yeah. But you know what? You need different need, personalities, yeah. don't I mean, you? Yeah. Roger and I just go, we want to do this, we want to do it. And Nadine goes, right. We haven't got the money to do that. Yeah. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas now, you know, we're... we're um, so we, it, it's and what, what made you try to bring the new trustees in? We, we realised that we needed... To, to get new blood and we knew that I mean Andy has been out I think he's he'll shout at me for this I think it's three or four times now he did Build and Trek in 2017 then he came back to do EBC last year and so he's done three three trips hopefully that's right Andy hopefully Um, and so so he's been out there and seen the impact and seen exactly what we do Um, Sarah Jane um, worked with Roger when he did um, Mont Blanc back in, I can't even remember what year that was, but it was way before um, 2012 and Everest 2012. So Sarah Jane and her husband do all of our, well, her husband did our, um, what's the logo, and he runs our website for us for free. Thank you very much, Will. Um, and Sarah Jane has been involved in getting all the communications out and yeah, branding everything and making yeah. it look fabulous. So Sarah Jane has been involved right from 2012, and she's been right the way through. Um, and Haley, bless her, she's been involved. I think she started in t- before 2017 with us, okay. and again just volunteering because she was working with Roger. Yeah. And she said, "Can I help?" Yeah, yeah. So yeah, now yeah. we've brought them in yeah. officially. Now and they have to help us. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're forced to. They're, 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 exactly. They're, they're, they're trustees. They're trustees. And does it does it, is it, does the future look like supporting more schools? Yes. Does it look like yeah. okay? And I mean that's it. It's, it's going out. And the thing is, we we and finding projects, finding right? projects, and we'll go we'll go in, and I'll never walk into a school and say you need this. 
because I don't know because yeah. I'm not from that village yeah, I don't yeah. understand the needs of those children yeah, yeah. I will sit there and say give me a wish list you tell me what you want um, we did that once um, I probably won't ask them a wish list again because I got this wish list and it was like right okay electric guitar <laughs> okay which one of you guys plays the guitar oh none of us right okay where are you going to get the electricity for this electric guitar? Shall I take it off the list? Yeah, yeah. Drum kit. <laughs> Shall I take that off the list too? Yeah, okay, yeah, fine. You know what though, you say that, and I, we've, we booked a piano last year for the house, and I still, none of us can play the, it looks really <laughs> it looks good. It looks really good in the corner. It looks really good in the corner. And one day, when I find time, I'll get to use it, but yeah. Well, but we yeah. don't want our money to be just looking good in no, the corner. No, exactly, <laughs> definitely not. You want it to be, yeah. uh, to be effective. Right, so before we finish, okay. uh, what we do every week is, uh, as part of the podcast, we ask a question. Oh. Um, uh, and I know that you've been involved when I've been posting on social media yeah, a couple of times. But, but we, we, we've been asking these, because we're 100 odd episodes in, we've got loads and loads of these um, to ask. And every time somebody comes on as a guest, we, uh, we ask them a bunch of questions. So, go on in. Here we go. <laughs> What's your favourite Muppet? Animal. Definitely. Animal. There's only one choice, animal. isn't there? There is no choice. There, is, the, there is only one choice, clearly. <laughs> somebody, when we ask this question, somebody bought in Sesame Street characters. No, no, and that's no, 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 Definitely no, no, not, no. is it? It's the Muppets. It's animal. Agreed. Animal. Or Enzo. I'm still going with Animal. Yeah. World's Best Biscuit. Ooh. Chocolate Hobnob. Chocolate hobnob, good choice. Oh, I uh, should have said coconut crunchies because that's what I live on when I'm on the trail on, in Nepal. But it's hot chocolate hobnob, definitely. What's a coconut crunchy? Oh, I'm going to have to bring you some back from Nepal. Amazing. I'll tell you what, we interviewed somebody from China the other mm. day who does this amazing project. It'll be, it'll be on the podcast where they um, partner Chinese students with um, el- elderly people in the UK. Oh, wow. And it's to help... Um, uh, the Chinese students learn English, but also to stop loneliness in the elderly people in the That's UK. Amazing, amazing. project. Wow. And they they mentioned this Chinese biscuit <laughs> that said, and the lady was a journalist, she travelled quite a lot, and I'm waiting for them to arrive in the post, because apparently they're the best biscuit I've never heard of okay. that I'm, I'm going to love, apparently. I can't, prom- I can't promise that back. <laughs> But you will get some in June when I come back. Amazing. That, 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 that sounds really good. Um, what's your favourite piece of trivia? And a piece of Nepalese trivia might be good. Like a quiz question that... I, piece of trivia? Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't know. I can't even think. Is the... Jeez. Oh, okay. Let me ask another one. What are you thinking please about do, that? Please do. Um... If you could be any character in a book, what would it be? Baloo. Baloo? I haven't read the Jungle Book in Oh, ages. my God, the Jungle Book is my favourite book. Is it? Why? Why what is it? Loved it? I loved it from I loved it from growing up. And obviously, I remember seeing the film. Um, so, because I saw the film, then I wanted to read the book, which is nothing. Well, it is obviously very similar to the book, but nothing, uh, the film, but... Yeah. But Baloo was my, always my favourite character. And what did you think of the remake? Um, I actually... 
actually liked it because Good. it had the nods to yeah. the bare necessities and you know, that yeah, it had it all those little it, nods it? It to, it. to it. And I thought, good work. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I watched it thinking I wouldn't like it. Um, well, we're, we're going through it in a minute. Aladdin, the remake of Aladdin, I quite liked. Oh, I'm, oh, um, well, because I've got oh, young yeah, you've got Sophie's age, I still, I still get to watch all this stuff. Um, uh, and but the one that I'm less keen on, Lady in the Tramp. Don't, don't Have really. they done a remake? They've of done it? a remake of Lady they in the Tramp. Possibly. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. Aladdin still works. Moment. The spaghetti moment. I know. It's just, and it's 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 a live action, like it's a real dogs version. Doesn't work no, as well. That's I like doing it to the Aristocats I'm, as well. I know. Well, maybe that's next on the list. There oh, seems no. to be a, a bit of a trend. Um, let me give you another one. If you had a superhero name and a superhero power, what would it be? My superhero name would have to be something like Witch Hazel. Okay. Because everyone calls me a witch, it's fine. Um, My superpower would be be being able to heal anyone just by touching them. Okay. Oh, I like that one. That's that's good. That's good. Um, And what's your favourite work of art? I don't know. I read... No. um, See, I love Jack Vetriano. Okay. I love Jack Vetriano, and um, I've got various pictures of his around my room. Um, Private Dancer by Jack Vetriano. Jack Vetriano came up when we asked, funny enough, and it's somebody I hadn't heard of, so I'm going to have to well, Google it everyone, again. Well, everyone knows Jack Vetriano because there's a, like a biscuit tin box that's yeah. very famous of, of his, but you look at all his other... and. Actually, like on parade is another one, and I've actually got uh, one, a big picture of on parade, a real one. Okay, cool. So, yeah, on parade is one of his less known, but private on parade and private dancer probably they're my two. Amazing, good yeah. stuff. And one more question: What's your what's the funniest TV show you've ever seen? We could be on here. We could be here forever because obviously only fools and horses in, immediately comes to mind. True. Yeah. Um, Mrs. Brown's boys. I wet myself you know all the way through that. Guilty pleasure. I know that. I know that intellectually I should like it, but I do find it funny. Oh my god, she is so brilliant. Yeah. She yeah. is so brilliant. Cool. Last, may, may not be the last question. <laughs> may check it up on it. What's your guilty pleasure? Guilty pleasure. Now Judge, you know mine's Mrs. Judge Brown's boys. <laughs> Just bad TV, full stop. Mrs. Brown's boys and Judge Rinder. And so, so we can try and redeem this interview from the precipice of whatever this has happened to it. Um, when was the last time you cried? Uh, this morning. And what was it about? Mum. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think actually. Yeah, and, 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 and interestingly, we have a lot of... Com- recently on the podcast, we've been talking a lot about mental health. So I think crying is, an, is actually a, a healing a healing emotion, you know? I, I always... I mean, obviously... I, I, well, it's not obviously, because your podcast people don't know. I lost my partner. Or did I put that in the podcast? Yes, you did. I can't remember if I, it was part of the podcast or not. Um, I, yeah... 
And I, the one thing I say to people now that I learn from my experience and, and my experience with dad as well is if you if you feel like you need to cry, you cry. If yeah. that's in the middle of the supermarket, cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. do it. I put yeah. in, I, the first time I did it was I put in something from the, as I was walking around the supermarket, I just picked up his favourite thing off the shelf, put it in the thing and I went, oh, I don't even like that. And then I started crying because I realised why I'd done it. And just let it out because yeah. if you build it up, it's gonna it's gonna eat away at you. Yeah, I'm guilty in my house of crying quite a lot. Oh, so I've got, my I've got, dad used to. Cry I love a, a cry. I, I love a cry. I, I I love I love. Uh, you know what? There's one film moment that always gets me, and it's the first three minutes of the Pixar film Up. Have you ever seen that? No, but I've been told I've got to watch it. Oh, honestly, it's it's just uh, it's just the best piece of storytelling ever, and it's amazing. Just just YouTube it because the first three minutes you is is all on YouTube, and it's just this story of love and loss and everything in between Um, it's just amazing so I always cry at that I I admitted before we start recording the old uh, (laughs) podcast I did cry when when I lost my mum last year on a bullet train train. which is like if if you're going to cry somewhere why not do it on a bullet train that's that's a good place to do (laughs) it's good Japanese businessman who was surrounding me weren't too impressed. But yeah, but I, I, I think, I think, if you're feeling that emotion, why not? You've got to. You've got to let it out. I laugh quite a lot as well, which is important. Um, And last one, I promise, it's the last one (laughs) because we've now sort of we've gone down that curve of really. We're coming back up. We're coming back up. Mrs. Brown Boys and Judd Rinder, we were down, (laughs) and they're on the up ramp. What's your funniest travel story? Oh my god. Funniest travel story. Um, Roger Owen. Right. So, um, in 2012, he told us so many. It's not. It is funny, but it's not. Um, he told us so many times. Right. Make sure when you're travelling, because you're travelling with quite a lot of money, because you're going out there. Put it in little bits all around your bags. Don't have all your money in one place. Blah blah blah. Uh, and we got to um, Qatar as on our layover on our way out to Nepal, and we sat at Costas in. in Costas of all places in um, Qatar airport and Roger just went I haven't got my money belt and we went okay what did you leave it on the plane or did you leave it at home he went I think I've left it on the plane it's got all of my money in now bearing in mind this man was about to go out and spend what three months out in Nepal and he's carrying he's, cash, and he's right? Carrying all cash. the cash, and it's it's um, to summit, and he's summiting Everest and everything. And he'd told every single one of us, split your money <laughs> everywhere. And we're all sat there, and we went, what? Uh, and I mean, so it, it is funny. It's funny now because everything was okay, but he didn't find the money. That's the whole thing. Right. But we we made it right and all that. But it, it's just. So where don't, was it? Do, this, don't we don't know. It was on he. It was on the plane, but it was never found. Oh. It was no. one of those. It was one of those. It was never oh, found. Oh no. Um, so yeah, helped him out, right? So yeah, we all. But it, it was the more the funny about the fact that he actually didn't take his own advice. Yeah. 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 We we do remind him of that. But then you know what? Sometimes those funny stories come from just people making mistakes. So the ones, and and this was only um, this was only last year. 
So every year I go away with my dad. So I go oh, on holiday okay. with my dad. I don't think I've shared this on the podcast before, but I might have done. Um, and um, uh, uh, I book, we go a weekend away and we go to... First, we started in Kuala Lumpur, and then we do a lot of Prague. We did Prague and Budapest and stuff like that. This year, my dad said, um, uh, uh, I'd like to go to Gibraltar. So I said, yeah, OK, we'll give Gibraltar a go and climb up the rock and yeah. stuff like that. Put a hotel called the Hotel Gibraltar. So Fair enough. Fine. Uh, Google mapped it, 10 minutes away, walking from the, uh, from the airport. Flew into Gibraltar Airport, 10 o'clock at night, we jump in a cab. Um, and I say to the guy, can you take me please to the Hotel Gibraltar? And he went, I can't. I said, why not? He said, that hotel's not in Gibraltar, it's in Spain. <gasps> And I booked the, the hotel side. in the wrong country. He's in the, uh, on the other yeah. side. Yeah, so literally I could see the hotel. I could see it like over the border. I could see the hotel. Don't call it the Hotel Gibraltar if it's no what Gibraltar though. Yeah, so, so I had to drag my 70 year old dad across the border. Across that runway. Across, well, it was on the other side of the runway. So, oh so yeah, but every day we had to go back and forth. And I said to him, you've never done so much international travel because we were just crossing <laughs> yeah. the border every day um, but it was it was just one of those things where at the time I was absolutely devastated oh my god but um, uh, it, it makes was, a good story for your podcast it was exactly but, <laughs> that, the, but, but that's, it's about a mistake yeah it's about, it's about those things that go wrong that in hindsight is actually yeah. quite funny so where can people find out a little bit more about the uh, charity well we're, we've got a website supportingnepalschildren.org.uk we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, and we're on Facebook. Just do a search for Supporting Nepal's Children, you'll find Amazing. us. Amazing, and we'll put all the links in the show notes as Perfect. well so people can see you. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Really no, appreciate it. Thank you it. so much. Danyabad, as we say. Danyabad. Thank you. <laughs> so that was really good, wasn't it? Yes. Um, and let's move on to the end of the show with our little phrase. Tis the Podcast. Now, interestingly, um, the um, the question this week was again another massively popular one. It was chocolate bar related, so we are going to talk about chocolate quite a lot. So remind me, Charlotte, what's your favourite chocolate bar? I don't think I said. Oh, to go on and tell us. Uh, I don't. I think I actually know. Uh, but if it's chocolate, chocolate related sweets. Um, Chocolate limes. If it's sweets in general, word is original with a gooey center. Okay, but this is the other thing because we had a conversation off the podcast because we like to chat every now and yes. again. Yes, I mean, um, you know, uh, that where we talked a little bit about um, uh, best chocolate collections, right? And you said to me something quite interesting because you said to me celebrations aren't as good as roses. Or that, wasn't, that wasn't me that you were having that conversation with. You got involved though, didn't you? Nope, I don't even remember that conversation. Right. So, so are we we did have a we did have a conversation. I did have a conversation in my house at some point uh, <laughs> uh, about celebrations. But Bob, uh, it might have been mum because if you put chocolate in front of me, I'd see it. But this, but this <laughs> is the thing, right? I think cele- it goes celebrations, heroes. Roses and then Quality Street. I don't know. Quality um, Street, I'm great. With the other niche ones like uh, Lint, 
up the top, like Lynn yes. or Thornton's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they do they do amazing chocolate collection. But in terms of the mainstream ones, I think Celebrations is, is by the top. No, um, that, that's the ones with like you get the different types of chocolate bars. But in the mini version, yeah, they're the best ones. Yeah, they're exactly. Ones. Mum said to me, I, I she likes a tub of roses. And I, I just, I'm sorry, there's too much... You don't know what they are. I don't want a mystery, I just want a chocolate. Yeah, exactly. Just give me give me a chocolate. Anyway. I don't we... want to have to deduce what I'm eating. Yeah. I just want this to put it in my mouth. This shouldn't be a puzzle, Roses. <laughs> just bang Bounty on the front and then we'll sort it out. But Mum said she didn't like Bounty. You don't like Bounty, do you? They're okay. I'm just not a big fan of coconut. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, so um, what is the world's greatest chocolate bar and confectionery? We had a range of people um, telling us what they were Sharon said uh, Fry's Turkish Delight now that's that's my worst chocolate bar a Turkish Delight I'm less keen of Um, Eve Keith said round tree fruit gums um, yeah not a great fan I mean they're nice yeah they're okay I wouldn't pick them over anything else now the weird one is Alan Bowley wrote in and said um, you should go to I don't know why he's trying to advertise them but you should go to sweets.com because they do an amazing collection so i clicked on sweets.com and it took me to sweets construction that sold building materials <laughs> now i'm not being funny alan if i, I w- don't think that's what he was if i want to plonk something in my mouth i don't want it to be a brick <laughs> um, so... i was thinking more like you know one of those long metal beams you yeah, know they use for construction yeah. i don't need it to be a piece of scaffolding <laughs> um dawn said dry roasted peanuts oh now that's not sweet but very nice or caramel uh, Louise McNamee said, Aero or Ferrero Rocher, Rocher Ambassador, you are spoiling us. <laughs> um, John Cook said, uh, Chocolate Bar Crunchy. Uh, too much, like, like, sort of crunchy middle. Um, and Sweet Skittles or pe- Peanut m and I, I, I do like the white Skittles, they're good. Peanut M&M's are, are amazing. Caroline Thompson said, Cadbury's Dairy Milk. Mm. Alison said, uh, I love a dime bar. Scott Goswell said, a Kit Kat peanut bar. Mm, nice. Topic, time out, Rolos. Rolos. Um, uh, uh, there's just Rolos. too many. Lucy Patrick said, a double decker. Johnny Piper said, Toblerone. The original, original size one, but they stole some of it. But that is one of the problems with the modern world. They're not increasing prices. Just, they're just reducing size. I want to and put, Freddo's. Why aren't uh, they 10p anymore? <laughs> That's my biggest complaint about chocolate. Freddo's should be 10p. Well, the way I remember designed. when I was a kid... Um, there were half penny sweets. You know, in the times when drama teachers could kick their shoe off and it hit in somebody's face and not get in trouble. Uh, um, I hope she never have, to this. And not have to change your shoe. Um, <laughs> Jenny Burns said, Toad's her own. Um, did you get in trouble for it? I don't know. What happened to the kid? I don't know. Was he traumatised? <laughs> um, we used to have, we didn't used to have half penny sweets, we used to have penny sweets. But that, they, they range from 1p to 20p. That, my friend, is inflation. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, now uh, they range from 20p to a pound. So. Johnny Piper said Toblerone. Noel Ransom said Yorkie bars. And they are just for men and possibly women. Don't get us in trouble <laughs> with a comment like that, Noel. Um, but Noel also likes chocolate Easter eggs. It's coming up to the time! And, and Sue Konyu... Um, said, and this is a very, very nice chocolate. Not sure about the white one, but green and black chocolate. 
I like. Now, Sue was saying she likes green and blacks white chocolate. I'd go the other way and go, you need to go heavy on the dark chocolate. Green and black, dark chocolate. I don't like dark chocolate. A little bit bitter. A little bit, but mm. amazing. Green and black, dark chocolate is amazing. Other chocolates are clearly available because we've listed those. We've laid today. them all out for you. I have, out. I have a joke. Have we, uh, can yes. we not, can we not yes. pin the joke now? Yes. Go on in. We're not pinning the joke. I pin love it. Joke. Like my my one little bit. Okay. When does a jag when does a joke become a dad joke? When the punchline is apparent. <laughs> That's a dad joke. Um and on that note, my friends, have a lovely week. Uh, and we'll speak to you soon. Bye. Bye.